This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. You're listening to Trek FM. T.L. Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Prue, sitting to the right of center this week, and joining me is the ship's chief medical officer, Darren Moser. Uh, so, Darren, what's the word down in sickbay? Uh, it's great. You know, I have a very competent staff. Uh, you know, a lot of good men down here working, working hard <laughs> to, uh, you know, protect fragile Klingons as they're often breaking their backs. You know, you, you would be surprised what we get coming through our doors. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, nothing, nothing new to report. But uh, it's, you know, I'm glad I still have a seat on the bridge, right? I mean, that's something. Uh, well, it's it's more of like a it's more like a stump that you can just rest on. You know, it doesn't. I don't. I wouldn't really call it a seat so much. It, there's no back to it, at least. Anyways, uh, also joining me is the ship's bartender, Philip Gilfus. Uh, Philip, what uh, what green concoction do you have in that glass there? Uh, well, something new from Focus Three. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's it'll put hair in your chest. That's the kind of stuff we mix down here over in. Uh, and backward, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's been it's it's you know we've had a really lot of great things going, um, but you know, like they say, a man's place is behind the bar. <laughs> nice, that was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that, Philip? I'm just yeah. I'm just curious. Uh, okay, um, well, also joining us in this in actually taking up this center chair, uh, followed up by the second in command chair, uh, the ops chair, the tactical chair, uh, and most of the other chairs on the bridge we have from women at warp jara hodge jara welcome back to earl gray thank you for having me t earl gray hot that is the same no matter what universe we are in <laughs> nice nice so you don't think so you think that just earl gray is kind of a universal thing is what you're saying yes it is it is the symbol of command <laughs> it wouldn't be earl s gray <laughs> no philip no no it would not Peasant Gray, <laughs> Duke <laughs> Gray, <laughs> Duchess Gray. Okay, well, uh, so what we're doing this week, guys, is something a little bit different, but not something that's completely unknown to Star Trek. Um, what I wanted to talk about um, today is kind of swapping things, turning things on its head. So what I wanted to talk about was gender swapping. And um, not too long ago, uh, in their ongoing comic series idw gender swapped the original series and i was like ecstatic with this idea i thought it was awesome and really cool and interesting truth be told i haven't actually read that comic series but i uh I, the comic i have well that's perfect that's a great uh that's a great transition uh jara what are your thoughts about that um so it was actually well? the jj verse um right. not the tos crew well, um 
so there, you know, it included Keenzer and some of the other um, sort of aspects that are more JJ versy. Um, but um, I thought it was actually really well done. I spoke to the um, IDW Comics editor Sarah Gatos, whose idea the series was at Star Trek Las Vegas, and she said like she really wanted to kind of shake things up and do something that they had never done before and draw in a new audience. And uh, I think that it really did a good job getting people to question, um, well, why couldn't these characters largely be women? Because Uhura was the only character that was swapped from being a woman to a man. Um, so, or, and in that case, why couldn't this character be a man? Um, and you know, they had Jane Kirk, um, who's the captain, and she's um, going out with her crew. Um, but she also encounters some sexism from Starfleet. So that was kind of interesting. And then later on, um, there, when the, the actual JJverse crew meets the gender-swapped crew, um, it, they actually head-on address some of the stereotypes um, in a way that's fun and it doesn't distract from the overall story. Um, I really enjoyed it. I recommend it. It's uh, just a mini series of, um, I think, just two comics. And so, did the men not have rank stripes? Uh, <laughs> they everyone had rank stripes. Actually, I didn't look at the. I'm pretty sure they all had long sleeves. I'd have to go back and look at the art again. So, um, and again, this this is probably going to happen a lot this episode, but just a little off topic. You're telling me that in the in the comic, uh, James Kirk met Jane Kirk. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I know I'm. And you only have two choices. <laughs> I'm inserting a lot of um, the Shatner into my idea of Kirk, but I feel like, you know, we we kind of saw two Kirks already go at it uh, in Star Trek. I guess my 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 question is like, uh, I just feel like. Shatner would be all over making out with a girl version of himself. Was that like, was that anything like uh, that element present at all? Like, uh, uh, how did that happen? What was uh, the well? Um, so I mean, it's the it was the Chris Pine Kirk. Um, right. Although I still think he would probably make out with even a boy version of himself because <laughs> he's Kirk. Um, but uh, he. Um, uh, basically, it's a parallel universe. So there's a, a some sort of spatial anomaly, you know, um, as there is in Star Trek, and the the um, two ships end up in the same universe, and they have to send one of them back. Um, so the the crews work together to make that happen. Now, I guess it's actually made me think for a second. Am I wrong, or has there no female captains been shown in JJ yet? I don't believe there have. I don't been. think so. I mean, I'll, I'll, we haven't seen that many captains. I'll, I'll you know, I will grant you because it's just been about the. I mean, there's but, certainly you know. the infamous boardroom scene in Into Darkness where there's it's no true. women, <laughs> so um, they certainly haven't tried that hard to show us women captains. I mean, like, can I? I'm just off the top of my head. Have they even shown any captains other than the Enterprise captains? Like, we've seen Pike and Kirk, obviously. Um, I'm trying to think of well, well, like she was saying in Into Darkness and, and the emergency meeting. Right? No, no, no yeah, no. I'm just like I'm just officers. trying to think of any external captains. I can't remember. I can't captains. say for sure that they haven't. But well, I mean, no one wants to see the Farragut captain. That loser. <laughs> well, no, actually, you know, and that's a thing, right? Like in the in 2009, all of the other ships in the fleet were commanded by women, but they sent them ahead, and the men stayed behind, and they went into the dangerous mission. And, no, I'm just I'm. Because because Sulu and Pike didn't want to ask for directions. Am I right? Uh, 
<laughs> okay. Anyways, so yeah, no, that's actually a great introduction. Um, you know, I I really liked the concept of it. Like I said, I, I'll admit I, I didn't actually get to get around to reading it, but it kind of the idea kind of puts all of these thoughts into your mind. Like, what would that be? Like, that might be interesting. So I thought we could do kind of a our own thing here, and we could talk about what maybe a gender swapped TNG universe would look like. Um, if we kind of just put everything on its head as far as that's concerned. Um, I want to say a a little disclaimer here. Um, Gender is not the same thing uh, as sexuality. And uh, because of the way the stories and the characters are, uh, were told at the time in the late 80s and early 90s, we're going to just assume that the people uh, that when we're gender swapping them, we're also swapping their sexuality as well. Um, I understand those are two separate issues, but that's kind of not what we're going into here. So we're just kind of in the same way, you know, mirror universe is just a universe with evil people. We're just, we're just kind of swapping that same kind of a thing there. And and we're kind of combining those two things. There's a whole nother episode to be talked about in, as far as those other issues are concerned, but I'm just, I just want to lay that out here. We understand that those are separate issues, uh, but we're just talking, you know, just for fun about what, what these kinds of, switches would be like so guys let's shouldn't say that so everybody let's <laughs> crew, talk about the members. characters let's let's talk about the characters and let's spend some time and talk about and I, i'm gonna warn our audience right now i apparently have come up with the worst <laughs> gender swap names in all of history so i'm gonna just i will introduce but you don't characters. have to take our word for it <laughs> no, you don't. Dun, dun. You don't. And I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the characters. I'm gonna give my terrible gender swap named, and you guys can go ahead and run rampant on it. But let's just talk about Jean Lucy Picard. Is there a Jean <laughs> Lucy Pickard here? No. Uh guys, what would Captain Picard be like as a woman? What is the first thing that pops into your head when I when we when we're talking about Besides anybody go ahead, just anybody. Beverly Air. Beverly Howard Picard uh running the USS Pasteur. Is that what I'm not supposed to think of? Because oh. she was no, no, a no, Captain Picard. I'm just saying. Oh, Darren <laughs> kept the name. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can I, uh, you know, I, I do want to let you guys run on it, but Jera said hair first. And I have <laughs> a question about that. Yeah. Um, when, when the big backlash towards Patrick Stewart started coming in about him being bald, and Gene famously said, uh, you know, we, we, you know, they asked him what you you can't have a bald person in the 24th century, and he said in the 24th century, people won't care that he's bald. So, mm-hmm. should we, in our hypothetical TNG swap, is Lady Picard going to have hair, or should she? <laughs> <laughs> We're not calling her Lady <laughs> Just Picard. Picard. We know what you mean. <laughs> is this like Q with Madam Captain? <laughs> is this the ship of the Valkyries? <laughs> um i don't think we should care but i don't think that there's any way the writers wouldn't have cared at the time i mean um you know we did get like ilea and a couple other women she could be dealt history yeah and it was like it was an exotic characteristic um but by and large trek has never been great at casting women outs like as human women outside normal or like idealized images of what a standard of beauty should be like so i don't think that they would have given us that if they were going to go with a woman captain back then but uh but i agree that i don't think it should be important and now daniel because this is your thought experiment 
Now, is this just in general how we would describe this character, or is this like it's 1987 and we have to figure out how this would be? That's a good question. So we have to take into account TNG as a whole, right? And and what when it was produced. But I mean, if you want to kind of put it in context of what if they were breaking ground? What if they decided early on that it a woman captain? <laughs> wasn't I never. <laughs> you know, it wasn't gonna be it didn't we could do this. This is 20 years after the original series. We can make the captain a woman and not have any problems with that. So, you know, I mean, it's I guess it's a balance, but you know, just say your thoughts. Like, what do you think that Picard would be like? Would it ch- would it significantly change the Picard character that we know and love? Because we do love Picard here on Earl Grey. Uh, you know, what? Uh, how do you think that they could do that? How, the, how that they could accomplish that? I would say who I'd like to see would be more of a uh, Philippa Picard. I would take mm. a lot of the characteristics. It's a great name from. Uh, Philippa from the um, Measure of a Man episode and just transfer that to being captain of the ship. I mean, I mean, Louvois is a French There you go. I mean, Philippa, Mm -hmm. Louvois, Picard, you you get your L in there for you. Uh, If maybe, I don't know French, maybe that's not L, it just sounds like it. But that's that's what I picture is I'm picturing that because she was really strong. She, you know, she had that command presence. She was just in the in the jag instead of in the captain's chair. But I could totally see her sitting there and running the ship and and doing a an amazing job at it and winking at people because she's really very quirky. Oh, ain't love grand? Um, or, or I do declare or or Rikerian. <laughs> um, anyway, but um. Yeah, because because the when I think of Picard, you know, and the, you know, you're going to gender swap. So I think, what's the rough outline? So it's going to be, you know, quote unquote older, right? Because you know, Picard is on his second command, right? You know, so you're going to have, um, like, I, I I would think even like, um, you know, and I'm using these terms loosely, older than Janeway, almost in, in many respects. So, um, and you know, so that so I think that would be the quote unquote challenge. Because oh no, older women like we talked about with Marina, you know, like oh gosh, can't have that in America. Um, you know, helming or leading a series. Um, but you know, so I think that would be interesting. Um, you know, having that respect, and then it would, I think the the fight or not the fight that the struggle maybe with the writers and with the story that, that this isn't like the mother figure, mm-hmm. that, you know. That uh, which I I don't know I I know people make fun of Voyager and and Daniel probably will mention this but I I, I don't I don't necessarily think that's exaggerated with January but anyway but with with this with this I'm not saying Lady Picard with uh, with Jean with Jean Picard um uh, I mean I can think you, it could still be uh, uh, th- that same age and not do the motherly figure still be in command and and it would be interesting because it's very learned and 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 then because you sort of have that stolid Picard of the first two seasons and. And you could have that with, you know, the the woman, you know, no romantic interest. And then you, as it goes into the seasons, it's interest, interesting to see how she connects more with her crew. Yeah, I think people would have had a harder time um, accepting that actually the the fact that Jean Picard hates children at the beginning, um, <laughs> even though that's like a totally valid perspective for well i mean maybe not nice but um it's not that like all women are innately maternal um so it could have been kind of cool to see that but i i think that there would have been some real hurdles i think it would have started her off having people really kind of react badly to that as a trait whereas with picard it's like it's kind of 
curmudgeonly and almost like endearing to start with. Yeah, and I think that would have been a very it would have been in some ways very 80s for that because that was sort of the um you know the not the creation of so excuse my language but like the rise of sexual harassment like what that was and and and, and you know that that exists and then like you have things like 9 to 5 um you know the movie um and and sort of just the role of women in the workplace and so it was sort of that was sort of the cultural you know to do of the time period at least in America um but I'm sure other places too of 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 sort of you know the women's workplace and, and new things going on and the things so that would have been an interesting way of how that would have been obviously wouldn't have been like part of the show but it sort of would have been the commentary with that cast so for the purposes of of this thought exercise we are actually going to just just gender swap everybody right so um as far as the relationships that picard has um and we will talk more about beverly later but if if uh picard um as I'm, I guess I'm not allowed to say Lady Picard, but you know, brought to a a a young crusher and 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 an older gentleman crusher, um, the dead body of Lady Crusher. Boy, this is getting a little confusing. <laughs> Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline <laughs> Crusher. Um, you know, um, do we see a major shift in that relationship? And especially, I guess, what I'm more interested in is, um, especially in the '80s the late eighties of uh, the power dynamic of, um, I guess it's kind of like what we saw in Voyager with Janeway and Chakotay, right? Is that kind of what it would have been essentially the same kind of a thing, uh, between, between Crusher and Picard. I'm now picturing the naked now or whatever the bleep it was. Not now, with, Benjamin. With the gender swap. <laughs> with the guy with the guy kind of like unzipping his tunic halfway and being like no no gene i i think i know what it is no I no no see it. oh man <laughs> no no uh i don't uh, want to but i can <laughs> i can't unsee it kind of like, like think of what Riker wore an angel that's wore. what i was thinking what, yeah. well that is um, I think what not to skip, but I think that what Riker wore in Angel One <laughs> is basically what what female Worf would be wearing, um, or like it would just be the uniform just like unzipped the whole front. <laughs> it was like the Federation version of the Klingon boob window. Oh boy, uh, it would be uh, the boob airlock. I guess is what it would <laughs> <Yes>. be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, I there's, there's probably not a whole lot there, but um, you know, we have different relationships with with Picard. Um, we haven't seen uh, a a female female first officer captain relationship yet. Um, so, and I and I love the Riker Picard relationship. That would be interesting. Um, I'm also interested in your guys' thoughts about um, the Q, or I guess we'll call her Lady Q. No, no, we're calling her Q, Daniel. Just like Q was. I know, you know I know. I'm just and now Q, Q is played woman. by Susie Plaxton. Obviously, <gasps> exactly. Yes. Obviously, that's it from the beginning. Yeah. So, so yes, so yes. Uh, the the Riker Picard relationship, the Q Picard relationship, and any other relationships you guys uh, want to point out that would actually shift in dynamics uh, if we do if we if we kind of swap them. 
one thing I would, and I think it would have been interesting, but I don't know if people, you know, because people are stupid. But um, but like the whole um, Gene Picard and Leslie Crusher mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. playing this—I don't want to say surrogate mother, because—but I mean, to you know, John Luke was a surrogate father, right? To us, so that's not too far off. But whether that would have been a more pronounced relationship between. You know, uh, uh, two you know, woman and a girl versus a you know, a man and a boy. Um, as far as you know, mentoring and all that stuff, maybe that would have been a bit more pronounced of like you know, the second you know, being that replacement mother for the dead mother. I think that it probably would have been a bit like the relationship with t- between Janeway and Naomi Wildman because Naomi Wildman is just kind of like a younger child prodigy. So it like has the same sort of precociousness and wanting to try new things and wanting to be on the bridge. And um, so it could be kind of like that, except for that Picard is definitely more reserved than Janeway. So it would be like, how do you, um, you know, fill that role when you're, you don't really like really naturally inclined towards kids. And, and, and I would just like to note that, on Voyager, the the intelligent, plucky girl only gets to be assistant captain, whereas in TNG, the plucky, intelligent boy gets a commission without even going to school. I'm just saying, <laughs> if we can't do pay equity in rank, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, in all fairness, he is like two and a half times her age, I think. But I mean... <laughs> I, I, I granted what you're saying is right. He probably shouldn't have gotten She that definitely commission. puts the ship in less danger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. You mean in West Danger? <laughs> Ooh. No, 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 because this is... Uh, this Emergency is, uh, power um, to analogy oh. generators. <laughs> this is... No, it is in Less Danger. This is Leslie, this is Leslie Crusher, so yeah, this is... Uh, that's totally acceptable. Well, and it was supposed to be Leslie Crusher it's, originally, yeah. too, so I think that that, that is actually... Like, maybe one of the characters I'd be most interested in seeing, I think that she would probably be kind of, just given how uh, sort of overly perfect Wesley is to start off with, I think she would probably be kind of like a Nancy Drew kind of character, where she'd be, um, yeah, just kind of, um, you know, really good at almost everything. Um, I don't think any of Wesley's traits are particularly gendered, so it would be pretty easy to swap them. And that's actually a great transition to uh, to the next character, who who is perhaps probably the most uh, gender defined. I feel like probably the most gender defined character in a lot of ways, which is the second officer, of course, Wilma T. Riker. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, Wilma, Wilma, <laughs> Wilma. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, um, yeah, let's talk about Commander Riker um, as I'm a lady. The reason I really like that you called her Wilma is because I had a teacher in junior high whose name was Wilma, but her nickname was Wink. And I think Wink would be a great nickname (laughs) for woman first officer. Instead of number one, it's Wink. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if we had Captain Philippois, who is literally winking all the time. (laughs) Yes. yes. Wait, wait. Is that that the new Picard maneuver? (laughs) (laughs) She stands up, looks over. <laughs> yeah, then she make uh, it so. Yeah, she encounters a, a foreign leader and says, "You're a pompous <laughs> ass and a damn sexy man." I'm now, I, and it works. I'm now picturing that scene awesome. in Allegiance where you know Picard communicated just through gestures 
to his crew to imprison <laughs> the aliens on the bridge. And he's like, well, but just by winking and shaking and pointing, everyone instantly knew I wanted to hold you here until I released you. And could just <laughs> Yes, two winks and a shake of the head means... <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining how much more effective the Riker maneuver would be with a little wink right at the end. You know, <laughs> she yes. she puts her leg right up on the console and then just gives you a wink. And uh, wait now, see, and, and I can't help being sexist and assuming that with the Riker like, you know, putting her foot on everything, she's going to be in a scant. So I'm getting the sort of the graduate poster <laughs> of the leg of like you know always distracting the male. Um, guest helm well, officer. Until the seventh right? season. I'm pretty sure um, she gets the that, full like uniform. Riker, she embraces body hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait, does that saying... mean? Does that mean uh, season one, <laughs> Wilma Riker is <laughs> is clean shaven, and then season two on is hairy leg <laughs> Wilma Riker? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna call that. Yes, if we're saying it doesn't matter that Picard. Uh, as a woman would or would not have hair, then it shouldn't um, matter until, if Riker has hairy legs. Until or not. insurrection. <laughs> oh, <they> yes. <laughs> Wait, oh, so it's just the, like the shaving the leg scene with uh, I, with Dean. Get back to you, Mister Worf. Uh. <laughs> and then Dana feels up Riker's leg. Mrs. Worf. <laughs> oh man. Okay, sorry. Oh man. I let us down that path. <laughs> That was great. That was a great path to go down. Um, so, anyways, yeah, let's uh, try to get a little more serious. And uh, Riker, just well, you just know, a little. She would. She would have been a, a very. She would have been a seasoned woman by mid mid series. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a horrible that's thing. A to terrible say to thing woman. to say to a woman. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting because to me, in a lot of ways, Riker does have a lot of gender defining uh, qualities, but also kind of doesn't. He he's. I'm not, I, I won't get too far into it, but I'm just wondering, what do you guys, you know, he's known as the kind of uh, womanizing, I guess, character on the show. That, you know, the, the sexually open kind of trying to go for whatever character he can. But but he also has this other side to him, like like in the episode The Outcast, right, where um, where he shows kind of an openness and, and – and, uh, or even the host, but of course that wasn't technically Riker. But but you know what I'm saying. I mean, what do you guys think? What would a female Riker be that different? I, I just don't feel like it. Re- she really would be that different in a lot of ways. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about her advising uh, Jean Picard about Riza. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think. Um, I mean, to me, one of the biggest problems with. TNG and even a bit into other Trek series is that women's um, sexual affairs are like huge deals that almost always end poorly as in Sub Rosa or um, like Mm. all of Troy's bad boyfriends and like even the Masterpiece Society where the next day she has to like tearfully apologize to Picard in the turbo lift and Riker meanwhile gets to sleep with whoever and if he had to apologize to Picard in the turbo lift that would be a whole series um so I feel like you could definitely swap it um without too much effort it just and it would like go against one of I think the big problems in TNG with how it was like totally fine for men to sleep around but for women to sleep around it was always going to be a bad idea and then well remembered that troy actually um 
retcon apologizes to Picard for Riker in All Good Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I that's I, I'm totally on on that page there. Anything else to say about Riker? Any? I mean, okay, let's let's uh, talk about the. Well, go ahead. Well, one thing I think would have been an interesting dynamic is having watched it recently the other week is Best of Both Worlds. If you had a uh, up and coming mm. Lieutenant Commander um, Larry <laughs> Shelby, um, who who is like you're in my way to this woman, mm. you know, get out of the way, woman. It's time for the boy to be in charge now, you know. And so, you know, you're too old, lady. You play it safe, you know. I think that would have been a very interesting dynamic there. Yeah. I yeah, think that, that I think probably that Riker would have been kind of more like a Philippa Louvois character as a woman, mm-hmm. more kind of like um, I guess like a bit um, uh, outgoing and flirty and fun, and um, it, you know definitely committed to ethics, but also interested in enjoying herself. Um, whereas Picard, I think, would have to be a little bit more reserved at least to start with and plus there are so many amazing british actresses that could have played french roles <laughs> i'm not picturing like judy dench <laughs> i mean i know there's more yeah, who, british who actresses first that came to mind well i mean you know this is like tw- you know a, you know a couple decades ago so she would she would have been you know i think i, I could have seen her d- doing it you know m in in charge of the enterprise, I can see that. Well, you know, there would be a little bit of a cross leakage uh, there because there are there are Q characters in uh, in both of those series. But, Q, not again. Uh, one thing. Bef- <laughs> <laughs> one thing before we get off of Riker and uh, let's talk. That's not the first time. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about um, and Philip. I think maybe you'll have a lot to say about this. Um, I think that their relationship will would not have changed at all, but. Um, let's talk about Riker and Troy. Um, would it change anything? Well, it's still, we if, can still call it Triker, because... Triker. You know. mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I assume it's Troy or the Y now. <laughs> no, because I already... None of the last okay, names changed. Not to, spo- <laughs> spoilers for the, for the later in the episode. Uh, I, I, uh, I, um... The, the male version of Troy would be Dean A. Troy. Dean A. Troy. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, and I hope everyone enjoyed our interview with Marvin Sirtis last week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that that's a pretty important relationship in the show, and I actually don't think that it would really, I don't think it would really change much. I think it would kind of stay the same. Well, it's, you know, because that early Troy concept of having this, you know, as, as Jared was saying earlier, this sort of exotic um you know, so that and and I don't know. I don't know if I would describe her central, but I suppose the casting did. Um, so I don't know what Dean would have looked. And of course, now that you said Dean, all I can think of is Dean from Supernatural, who sort of has that kind of description about him, um, sort of being the, the sexy whatever. Um, but I'm like, you know, what that would have looked like as a guy. You know, is he wearing the you know. Uh, the different uniform from everyone else to emphasize his, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, that's season one, so we know, we know. Uh... Oh yes, <laughs> it was only season one that. <laughs> no. But and I'm then saying... later, a woman captain comes and tells him to put on a skirt. Put... No, no, put on a shirt. <laughs> He's just yes. shirtless the whole <laughs> yeah, series. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, Captain uh, Eleanor Jellicoe is like. Uh, c- 
can you put a shirt on? Like this is a, this is a flagship Get rid of the Federation. Of this, uh, manta ray. This, you can't. You can't. And the actress. You can't McConaughey this the whole time. <laughs> it helps me counsel people. <laughs> you know, I just I just like to make people comfortable when they're talking. Oh jeez. You know? Oh jeez. Now we're getting off. Uh, we're getting off the, the rails here. I think All that right. it would have made. Uh, interesting the their the characters relationships with their parents because um you mean you have Loxana who I no clue what we're calling her as a Xavier (laughs) okay Xavier um and uh she's a very like character that is hard to separate from female stereotypes like the I'm just saying it yeah Ian McKellen (laughs) is now Xavier Xavier Troy yeah, so like you'd almost have to. I mean, we said we were gonna like swap sexuality as well, but like you could have sort of like the charming yet overbearing gay father-in-law. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which no, I I think would actually I think that's make the official swap. Fun. The, that's the exact. Topic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling um, just based on the character. I don't think Lawaxana was necessarily completely straight. I totally buy that. That's that, true. That, you know, so it, that would be totally fine. It wouldn't bother me at all. Um, no. All right. Well, we but can... like um, it would. I think it would be interesting because there's also a lot of other characters that have issues with their dads, like Riker. So kind of uh, Kylie Riker, and uh, that would be a whole other thing as well. Like, because so I... you slept <laughs> with my mom, Doctor. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you know, I was just gonna jump off that little uh, that little meme that uh, your co-host, Jara, yes. uh, you know, created. Uh, j- always remember uh, <laughs> that, uh, that Pulaski. Uh, Pulaski slept with Riker's mom. <laughs> like, is that like is that something we can do now? Or? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Pulaski. No, I think his name needs to be Paul Lasky. Ooh. Well, mm. we're not changing last names. We're not changing last names. What? Okay, is okay. this from the guy who wanted to go Sorry. with Lady Q? Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> we haven't. Made, we've made but, it two I mean, characters. This, Troy so. is, uh, you know, it, in our culture, we tend to view being emotional and empathetic as female traits. So it would have been more challenging um, and. Uh, breaking out of that stereotype more to have Troy be a, a male character. But I can almost imagine, you know, and, and again, harking back to the early 80s, which was sort of the rise of, of uh, therapy and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know, mostly on the West Coast, but but at least in the U.S. But, but you know, I, I'll admit, maybe it's just my sick, you know, whatever, but I, I can almost picture, like, what the guy therapist looks like, you know, whether it's in movies or in pop culture, sort of like the touchy-feely, like, hey, let's talk about our feeling therapist from – California. Am I right, Darren? Um, <laughs> That's so, so LA. You know, and and I, I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I could I could almost see that. I mean, not not like an exaggerated like a comic thing, but just, I mean, even just like in a serious way. I mean, I can I can see that character somewhat that it wouldn't be this conflict of of like, oh, he can't be a guy and be. Nah, well, we we've seen that. We know what that looks mm-hmm. like even in the late eighties. Yeah. You know, and it's really interesting because like we never get a good example of a male. Betazoid character, right? Like, I mean, we get, um, we get Suter, who is actually a really interesting and really cool Betazoid character, but is also sociopathic and like is a murderer. And then we get um, the suicidal and- guy at the that we sort of barely meet in the murder mystery one later in TNG. Yep. 
And then we yeah, and then we give a Tin Man uh, guy, the, the Tin Man uh, guy, um, who is also the mayor mayor of Sunnydale. Yeah, kind of has some serious issues as well. So <laughs> it would have been interesting because you're right, we don't actually get a good example. Like we, the two Troys, you know, for better or worse, are are you would think pretty solid examples of of maybe what Betazoid people are like, but we don't actually get a good example of 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 the male Betazoid. Mm-hmm. Um. That would have been interesting. You're right. It would have been really interesting to explore, you know, the emotions and the feelings and the empathy with with a male character, which would have gone counterculture at the time, which would have been very different than what we got. Um, I mean, literally, it's a literally a guy in touch with his feelings and your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, and so that that would have been an, an interesting sort of yeah, turn it on. Yeah, you know, honestly, actually, now that we're talking about it, that's actually the biggest missed opportunity. That that feels mm-hmm. like the uh, what would have been the most interesting shift, like. Make make that character a man, and then kind of play with those stereotypes. And you know, why can't a guy be in touch with his feelings here? Why can't you know what I mean? Uh, and would he have been ignored or easily as dismissed uh, as Troy was? Uh, you know, who knows? So we're wow, we are <laughs> a little behind schedule here, guys. Let's start. Let's start blasting through these here. Uh, one of the most interesting characters, I think. Um, in a lot of ways, and maybe not so much, is Data. Um, obviously, Data's programmed. His is. I don't think he he would change as a character at all. I don't think his now, gender matters. Would she be called Data? <laughs> one is the <laughs> his name, and one is not. But do you think like would it have made a difference? Essentially, for th- for two episodes, it would have mattered for. No, I, I don't think it would have mattered. I'm going to say no. I don't think it matters to that character at all. At all. Because I think all you, the only kiss, well, in the TV series, uh, Ensigns of Command, yeah. um, he had the kiss from the, the lady scientist, because that's how you call scientists that are women. Um, <laughs> and then he got the, uh, um, uh, and the in theory, which is yeah. my favorite, I can't really remember, in theory. And I think that was it outside of the movies. He uh, gives Keiko away. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yes, and I know Daniel wants to talk about <laughs> Keiko gender swap, but I'm sure we'll get to um, it. Well, I, I think if I was going to pick two characters that to switch, I if I had to narrow it down, I would pick Troy and Data, because I think that um, Data is... Um, he's a character that, I, you're right, I don't think has to be a particular gender. Um, I think we're led to believe that the rationale for why he's a man, other than the fact that the actor's a man, is that Soong formed him in his image. Um, but in terms of his traits, he really doesn't have to be. And yet, um, you know, his his traits are are basically rationality, lack of emotions, and things like he's very strong. Um, and those are all traits that are not traditionally associated with women. So it would be really cool to see that. And in sci-fi, it's so rare that we get women androids that aren't sex bots or <laughs> killer sex bots. Um, I think uh, that, uh, I don't know if any of you have watched the show Dark Matter, but the android in that show, who's played by Zoe Palmer, comes the closest to a female data-like character that I've seen, and I think it's really cool. And that would have been interesting in The Offspring when uh, Data creates a son. I, I, I (laughs) (laughs) I did actually want to bring that episode up in particular. Um, my initial reaction thinking about that is that 
it doesn't matter. I mean, if Data considers himself a father to Lol or Sal or whatever, um, it's not a it's not a gender based relationship in any way. It's a parental relationship. So I, I mean, like it's. I don't know that he necessarily feels more fatherly than motherly. I just feel like he feels like I didn't, you know, he, when he's arguing with Picard and he says, you know, I don't need permission to, to create, you know, outside of you. I, I just feel like it's actually a, a, in a lot of ways, genderless. And that, that's just my opinion. I just, that episode would work equally as well. If, if they were swapped and I just, maybe you guys feel differently about it. I don't know. I mean, I can just imagine a different conversation that I'm interested in Darren as the parent and Jera as a woman, because I think that when P- Picard is, you know, man Picard is yelling at man data, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that, um, that it, it, you know, it's sort of like data, you created someone, how can you do it? Whereas if it, it had been data and Gene Picard, a woman creating and giving birth, I mean, are you, who's going to argue with that, right? Like, that would be a weird conversation. Like, how dare you give birth on this ship? You know, <laughs> you I mean, to me, that's like, she's so like that cute. I love him. Make more, Dada. Yeah, it definitely would have been seen as a more natural exploration, which I don't think is particularly accurate. It's, um, you know, I stereotype that like all women have this drive and not necessarily all men do. Um, but um, I I mean, even in that episode, we see that Data lets Lol choose her race and gender. So we see that there is the possibility there for Data to be able to choose different options. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it would have, I think it would have been cool. I mean, another um, part that maybe wouldn't have um, played so well swapped is the part where Riker and Lol kiss. Um, and then it's like, what are your intentions towards my daughter? Because that really is playing over on my son, um, yes. our understanding of like a father's protection of his daughter's reputation. Um, but overall, I think the episode totally could have worked. And I guess the only thing about um, data that I wonder about would have been a, a challenge in, in, a, in a good way. But I don't know, because I think, you know, the naivete of Data, you know, plays, right? I think that's one reason why we always like him. But uh, Data naive would just be like, oh, it's just like a ditzy girl android. Man, why doesn't she know these words? That <laughs> why doesn't she have Wi-Fi? Like, why doesn't, you know? I like, need to know. She, she, yeah. she has been living with humans for 30 years now, and she doesn't know what uh, burning the midnight oil means. <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you're, that's true. That's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it would have been seen as kind of like, wow, like she's an airhead, mm-hmm. and and I mean, data kind of is. Like, if we're being fair, and it's just like, but you're right, that would have been looked at much more negatively. Where it's like, oh, it's cutesy when it's data. But when she takes it command, it'll still late. be the best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one other thing that that where I think it actually does make a difference is um, first contact. And mm. I've talked a lot about how that element of first contact is actually my least favorite of, of, of movie, but it's actually an important element of it. And what if we're swapping it, if it's, if it's a Borg queen, which makes sense in some ways, um, then she, presumably she would not be able to, to, uh, you know, seduce data or maybe she would. I don't know. Maybe you guys feel differently. But if it's a like if it's a Borg king, then that kind of changes 
a lot of the dynamic of the Borg as well. So it's kind of an important relationship for, for Star Trek in a lot of ways, even though it's 30 seconds on screen or whatever. Uh, how would you guys, is there any way you guys feel like that would be reconciled or any ways to fix that? This seems creepy, doesn't it? Like the Borg King captures data and like ties him up. I mean, I'll, I'll hope it's still the arm that <laughs> is grafting skin on, you know. And 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 it's like no, now I'll introduce you to sex. Like it's this odd seduction that would kind of be creepy, and yeah. and maybe it shouldn't be, right? Maybe that's that's I'm you know projecting or something. But we know with it, the woman seducing the man, the naive man, right, or whatever. Um, you know, okay, that uh, it's you know he's developing his character as an end, but like like the guy like seducing the mm-hmm. the quote unquote helpless woman. That's kind of like, dude, you're taking advantage of her. Like, mm-hmm. why, why don't you just put something in her drink? At you know what what's going on here? You know, it just seems weirder. Or maybe I don't. know, Maybe that's just me. No, I think that's a good point. I think um, it would have been more difficult to watch because I think we know that Data, while you know innocent, is also very strong and very smart and very loyal and maybe we would know that by about data and it wouldn't be so wouldn't feel so threatening but um i think that's a really good point so we've talked uh, a little bit uh, about some of these other characters i'm going to hit some of the ones we haven't talked about and we can circle around if we have time um so i switched wharf to wharf but apparently you guys have other ideas of what uh of the female wharf would be named um, but as a character, not really defined by, by his gender or sexuality or anything like that in a lot of ways, um, you know, what's, what's most important about Worf is that he, he's, a, he's an orphan, he's a loner, you know, he's, he's kind of outside of, of his element at all times. Um, would, would, uh, uh, Worf or whatever you want to call her uh, have changed the, the show at all? K- oh my! If exactly. it was Kalar, that no, exactly. that changes. That cha- no, but K- we're just Kalar- going to recast half the characters. Do you want to go Blackson? with Warf <laughs> or, or Kalar? I mean, really, is that is that even an option? Kalar was was, but those are two different characters. Yeah, though. Kalar was half no, human. But I'm just pic- I'm just more picturing the temperament of Kalar in the Warf role. Yeah, but Kalar, but that's well, the like thing. Kalar and Captain. You know, with Philip, but like that would just be like mm. the sex-driven, which is I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like a sex-driven woman cast. That would have been a very interesting bridge conversation. Like, you know, like poor poor Dean Troy is like, you know, like this is so awkward. He can't He's do that. Remember, about, he doesn't like, have a shirt on. Guys are going to bone at his collar. Well, and so much yeah. of Worf's humor is to do with his stiffness mm. that I think that would need to be maintained. But it would really impact the whole depiction of the Klingon Empire because so much of what we you know about the Klingon Empire and especially its patriarchal structure comes from TNG. Um, so if you had Worf be daughter of Moog, who was a woman um, carrying on the family line, fighting with her sister against men, Klingons, and their her, her daughter, backstabby little sister, Alexandria. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, never mention Alexandria <laughs> again, <laughs> ever again. <laughs> um, but and and the, and and Worf is a pretty bad mom. Yeah, I mean, just like <laughs> abandons her daughter. Just no, it's not a good, it's not a good role model, girls. 
Yeah, no, agreed. So I don't know. I think you could do the character, but it, it would really change the whole way that we think about Klingons, um, or at least just in terms of their structure. I don't think it would have to change their culture. But don't worry. When when they go on Deep Space Nine, Bartok would have really made Worf <laughs> a better Klingon. You know, I'm wondering. I'm wondering uh, too. And and forgive me if I'm if I'm subscribing to to stereotypes, but. I don't know if the uh, would the prune prune juice fall, uh, the prune juice joke fall flat in the in that uh, situation. Like you have this big burly manly dude. Prune juice is a warrior's drink. I don't know. Like is that is that joke predicated? I know that's minutia. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the whole concept of a woman security <laughs> chief. I, I just can't see. It. <laughs> Great. Okay. We're making we're making progress, guys. Um, let's talk about the um, assistant pilot for the first season, and then jumps up to uh, chief engineer <laughs> uh, uh, Georgia LaForge. Um, is a no, 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 and let's let's I mean, and let's throw this out: a black woman. So go yes, ahead. yes, a black woman. Um, it is. Uh, now this character is actually problematic. Um, I think in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know if it would fix his issues or not, but like oftentimes in fandom, he's kind of looked at as a creepy character. Everything that he does with um, with Leah Brahms, right, is uh, is it's kind of looked at as like a lonely kind of. I don't Lucas know. Is, is there like something yeah. there? Louis Brahms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what is different with, with Jordy? Well, I think that, you know, if we were uh, presenting to a modern audience too, it would be pretty powerful because you would have a black woman with a disability being the chief engineer. Um, so that would be really cool um, to show like that multiple um uh, barriers um, to equality being in this really important position in the future. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I definitely think Jordy is creepy at times and at minimum socially inept. Um, I think the ineptitude wouldn't be seen as maybe as much of a as a of a weakness, um, but it would certainly make an interesting friendship with Data as well. Um, because they do kind of have maybe, you know, not as much as Bashir and O'Brien, but they have a bit of a bromance. Um, so that Besties. could be interesting. Yeah. So, so what, what holodeck program, cause you know, Sherlock Holmes is, is two guys. What, what would be the holodeck program that Data and George Jana? But they die in the end. <laughs> But hang on. Depends is on there, what version you see. Is there no um is there no equivalency of, of a bromance? Like is it a like a ladyship? Like, like what You know, we like, don't get a lot of women like strong women friendships in uh Star Trek. There's um Dax and Kira and like Beverly and uh Deanna near the end, but pretty much all they talk about is guys. guys um right. and and Kira and Dax almost as much. What about Janeway um, and So Balana? in terms of yeah, they have like uh, they Jamie has a, bond. a bit of a maternal relationship as well. Yeah, they have a science bond, um, which Jordy and Data do as well. But in terms of you know, let's go 
hang out on the holodeck and do this thing as more or less equals, I don't think we really see mm. that. Other but than, I, mean, like, I guess, the uh, Kira and Dax in uh, Camelot. I was a married woman. I mean, like... It, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like in like nice wider culture, there's no equivalency of of a bromance, right? For is there the, like or, like a chick flick? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like sisterhood of the well, traveling yeah. pants kind of thing. <laughs> well, well yeah, I think scant. that the um, and I don't know if this was, <clears throat> and I don't think, I mean, to an extent, it was then, but I I don't. It seems to me the stereotype is in the early 21st century in TV and films that. With uh, Data and and Georgia, that Georgia is not the sassy black friend. No. Like no, like no, it's just the, the the chief engineer or the helm. You know, very you know has that the LaForge personality. I think that would have been a, an interesting depiction, and it would have been an interesting um, uh, inheritance. Isn't the right word, but um, from Uhura mm-hmm. that you have you know this other character Legacy. who's not only just the the comm officer on the bridge, but he's like chief engineer now. Like I got my eye on you, Scotty. Chief engineer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be interesting. Um, so wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So this is, does this mean that that all the TOS characters that appear in TNG are now women? We're not gonna. We don't we have, don't have enough that. time to delve into that. <laughs> <laughs> so we will move on. Um, we've mentioned pretty much the whole cast. Um. But I want to say I'm gonna open the floor. I'm not even gonna suggest any anybody. Uh. Any secondary characters that you guys want? Oh, you know what? Actually, I do think we should talk about Yar. I do think mm-hmm. that's important um, uh, because there's a lot of problems that fans have with how she, how her femininity versus her masculinity was already portrayed. And does is that going to be intensified or lessened by kind of making her a man? Like, would she be served from that purpose or not? Uh, what do you What do you guys think? For Nathan Yar. Yes. Yes. Remember, Natasha. Natasha. So Nathan was the no, closest Nathan's thing I good. could think of. I'm probably wrong. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it would have been an interesting dynamic that you have, you know, a, a male security officer, because of course, um, <laughs> but you kill him off halfway through first season and promote the woman to be security officer. And people would be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, a lot, like they spent what little time they had with Yar, quite a bit of it was about reinforcing, Hey, you know, she's beautiful, but also tough, right? Like in code of honor, there's like five times where different people are like mentioned that she's beautiful and, uh, uh, the, and, uh, the naked now with her wanting to try on dresses um, so it seemed like they were overcompensating for the fact that they made her this a woman in a very tough role coming from a traumatic background, um, someone who she is, um, you know, not like super, super feminine appearance. Um, so it was like, they have to remind you she's a really attractive woman. And I don't think that need would have been felt if it was a male character. And and just imagine Nathan talking about growing up on a planet where he had to run from the rape gangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's, would have been like Oz or all over again. Yeah, or something. that's I don't know. that's actually really interesting. To I don't even about. think that would have got past the networks. Like, I think that people yeah. would have thought that was you couldn't even talk about that because I'm um, like, I mean, men definitely do get sexually assaulted, and it's it's even more of a taboo topic, and it's definitely not used in the same way that. 
um, assault of women is as like a shorthand um, for like, hey, they had a tough life. Yeah, that's that's so true. I didn't even think about that aspect of it, but there's not a lot about Yar that we can really talk about, and I refuse to even mention Sela in this conversation. But at least Nathan so gets to we, come we back for actually... you know yesterday's Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, with uh... yeah, and then I I think that when um Seth uh, showed up looking exactly like Nathan, it would have uh, with the uh, with. with... Uh, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to make up these names anymore. Okay, so any any other secondary characters you guys want to talk about? I'm going to throw a couple of names, but if anybody has anything to say about any of them, Q, uh, Q would be interesting, right? Um, O'Brien, uh, Guinan, uh, but any 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 other characters you want to talk about that well, might bring an interesting aspect to this? O'Brien, I think, would actually be pretty interesting. Um, in the gender swapped uh, parallel lives comics, um, they have gender swapped Scotty. And um, she's actually really messy. And um, JJ versus Scotty sees her engineering room and says, like, I thought you were supposed to be the clean ones. And she goes, I'll not have any stereotypes in my engine room. Um, And I kind of feel like um, that's the closest we get to O'Brien in terms of kind of like the working class engineer. And um, I feel like um, having this... Uh, kind of like working class technical hands-on character would be really neat to see as a woman and it would break down some stereotypes Um, especially because they'd have to change some stuff because O'Brien is known to make kind of sexist comments (laughs) like in the episode family where he tells like Worf's mad that his mom's late and O'Brien's like oh you know women (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it could be Worf would be like, they're probably late or, you know, because uh, my father wouldn't ask for directions. And then she'd be like, men, am I right? And then it would high five. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then she would also play with ships and bottles. Just Yes. <laughs> you know, thinking of O'Brien as. As a woman character is actually interesting to me, too, because um, you're marrying Kiro. That's a thing, right? It would change that dynamic, and mm-hmm. it would also kind of uh, tip the scales a little bit more in Deep Space Nine as well, uh, you know, towards that end of the spectrum. And, man, and I just think the the, the innate awesomeness of O'Brien, to me, is so tied to the, to, um, to, to the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can get someone like that to play just kind of like the female version of that character, like, that would be... I, I would love that. And and like he yeah, he's well he's kind of sexist and he's kind of racist. He's supposed to be that kind of but you get if you get rid of those elements of it, he is just kind of just the guy that you go have a beer with. Since, so why can he be the girl that you go have a beer with? Mm-hmm. And he'll sing you a song while you're there as well. Um any, anything else? Any other characters that, that Well I'm trying to think of like the villains, not that we necessarily have that many, but the, the reoccurring villains of Teen. So like Ardor, who like <laughs> is creeping on Gene. That that'd be kinda weird. Uh, that'd be kinda weird. Like if you give me your body, Gene, I would Well, okay, let's let's you know, I this isn't something I necessarily had put down, but uh, let's talk about chain of command if if we're gender swapping. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that would have been interesting torturing a, a woman, obviously. Yeah, it would be a woman, a woman torturing a woman, and and that would have, you know, it's 
it would have been interesting. I think it would have been what it would have, how would they have kind of handled that? Uh, of course, the writers' room in Star Trek is is very heavy, and the male the male writers. But it would have kind of been interesting to see that. And I don't I don't know if we've ever seen that dynamic. Captain uh, El Angelico, or whoever. Yeah, yeah. And it, it would have been interesting. And again, I'm probably thinking too much into it because you know when you have um, that sort of naked Patrick Stewart shot, um, you know that's supposed to really be the starkness and the vulnerability and the whatever. But you know if, if that's now a woman, especially an older woman, and you have that same sort of naked. Um, lack of better, I'm not trying to be funny, but you have that naked butt shot, um, but that it's not in a sexy way mm-hmm. at all, that it, this is showing, you know, the starkness and the torture and so that, that probably would not, you know, it, it's funny to think that, you know, you would see a male butt before a woman butt on television, but in that context, you probably yeah. would. Yeah, we're definitely, like, trained to react more strongly to <laughs> a woman being hurt. Um, and, but it would, I think it would be really interesting if it was a woman doing it. I think it could be done well. And especially if you had that long up until that point to develop the character of the captain, you couldn't do it in the first season. No. And you know, it also makes, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it also makes me think that, I mean, not that it's not already there, but in the best of both worlds with, oh goodness, look, (laughs) Cutai? I don't know Latin. <laughs> I don't know what you do female Latin. You, yeah, yeah like Cutai. Um, like, th- as if, if you didn't get the right metaphor before with assimilation. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's like times 10 when it's a female, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I, 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 if we put up walls in this scenario, of course, this is just imaginary, but if we put up walls and it's just TNG that we're doing this to, what... How does it change the the dynamic of the TOS versus TNG characters, like, or TNG versus the other series? Like, is Picard and Kirk's relationship significantly different? Is the scene with with Picard and Cisco uh, harder to deal with, or, or worse, or, or I don't better? think it would change the Picard Cisco relationship generations would probably be more bearable. I don't think like Picard was the problem, but I think it could make it more fun. <laughs> Except for the think- Kirk would probably just be hitting on her. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think, uh, yeah, he'd be like, he's like a woman. Antonia, or you, <laughs> you're right here. <laughs> I got you in my bedroom. This, you fell for here, it. This is not this trick my in the book. bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ride horses. Well, it- <laughs> And and I and I'll tell a tale on me, um, just to show show where I'm, you know, a, a badness about me. Like to me, that would, and sadly, make sense generations, because you know, Picard or, or Jean Luc crying, mm. it's just real. I mean, I get it, but I it it just it's really hard for me to see. But like female Picard crying, because that's what women do. Now, like, but I mean, to me, that would I could see that scene easier. Than it does, gener- which I know is just that's telling against me. I know, but that's just one aspect of generations. That's really interesting. I mean, I think that part of generations it happens really quickly, and it is on. Un- it's different than what we're used to seeing from Picard and like the cheesy old like paper. Hey, he's photo crying album. because he thinks you know memory photography should have advanced way more by the twenty fourth century. That's the real. That's the real. Crime. Yeah, I mean those cameras. Mm-hmm. Cameras. 
Or cameras don't even take a photo of the person because it doesn't <laughs> even look like Renee. You know, or it could have caused people to really. I mean, by this point, probably by the time of generations, it probably wouldn't. But um, you know, we certainly see in like public life and politics that when women cry, it's seen as a sign of vulnerability. Whereas sometimes when men cry, it's like they were so brave to let themselves <laughs> cry in public. And and I have to admit, so. <laughs> I'm afraid to go this route. But I'm going there anyway, <laughs> so the scene in Insurrection when they're talking about the effects. So instead oh, yeah. of so it's it's so it's Dean and we never what, what is Crusher's name? We never did establish that because you put Bev Dan and that doesn't make it's going to be Beverly. Uh, it's a it's a gender it's it's a male Beverly. Yeah. Benjamin okay, Crusher. So when but Bev but Bev when works Be- too. Yeah, when, when when Beverly and Dean are talking about what's firmer <laughs> now, um, Daniel, what are they talking oh, about? Geez. Oh jeez, oh jeez. <laughs> Listen, we we have gone a little long, and uh, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> I, oh boy, that wasn't intentional. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's okay. We'll leave it in. Uh, oh my goodness, I've got to stop talking. Um, uh, um uh, boy, it's hang on, I'm gonna take a break. Gender <laughs> pet Star Trek. <laughs> this is what's what on the track. Probably didn't topics. enter into this day. We've been talking. oh boy oh boy uh you know i'm gonna uh, wow you mean trek f her (laughs) instead of f him uh i'm i am gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give us five minutes of extra time forgive us listeners if you don't want to listen just i just want to mention one other thing and i just um i just want to ask if there's any other is this a bonus question Yes, it is a bonus question. Uh, I just want to ask if there's any other storylines, um, because I, I put a few down here um, on our notes that I thought might be interesting in either how much they change or how little they change. And I brought most of them up already. Um, we talked about um, the offspring a little bit and the host, um, but things like the outcast or the child or basically essentially anything where Troy is involved and gets violated these kinds of episodes would have a whole different aspect to them that we don't see. And I'm just wondering if, if the character that that's focused heavily on the show is, is swapped. Um, how different would that episode be? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind talking correctly about the child. Um, I think that, um, so another thing you, we talked about how gender isn't always the same as sexual orientation, but it's also not always the same as biological sex. And, um, so there are cases where you have, um, trans men today who get pregnant and bear children, um, but still identify as men. And that I think could have made the child, I mean, it's still like a violation, but that is one way you could have gender, gender swapped and still dealt with it semi-sensitively. Whereas I think the default if you were going to gender swap it is that it would end up being a comedy, like unexpected because the idea that a man who's like both biologically and identifies as a man getting pregnant, it's like considered a humiliating experience that everyone should laugh at you for. Oh, you have weird cravings? Ha 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 ha. Right, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Well, Commander, I believe that is a nipple <laughs> on your head. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not saying it would have been a great episode, but if you were going to gender swap it, I think it would have, um, you know, if you couldn't trust them to be sensitive dealing with it with a biological man, 
um, or, you know, someone who is identifies as a man and is biologically male, um, then um, they're like, they're basically, there are more options than just what we got or unexpected. And it would have been nice to see something in between. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. And, and that scene that a lot of people, I think, rightly have a problem with where essentially everybody is having a round robin meeting on what Troy should do with her body, uh, you know, talking about that would be different. I, I mm-hmm. assume if it was, <laughs> if, if he was Dean Troy, right. Um, anything else, any other, any other um, stories that people want to, to bring up or uh, we talked about first contact. Um, I, I brought up the outcast and the host only because those episodes are kind of gender based and, I don't know necessarily that how much the story would have changed, but uh, it's, but those, that's kind of where those, those uh, storylines are going. Well, I think the host would have been more on point. Like, I think the host is in some way subtle um, with that ending um, with, with, but I don't remember the guy's name. Oh, Dan. Um, but with, yeah, Dan, which I assume is Ooh, also Dan, uh, Dan, if it's so female. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, no, Lady Udan, I assume, right, Daniel? Um, but, but you know, it's kind of subtle, like, oh, it's a woman, a woman, and it's kind of like, oh. But if it was um, Beverly, which is a man, apparently, in Daniel's work, but, but if it was Beverly and man Udan, and then that would have been like, like, yeah, we're talking homosexuality. It's not the wink and the nod and the two women, oh, well, I guess not. But it's like two guys, and then Beverly's like, and, and, and the same way that, other Beverly delivered that line. You know, it's not like, oh no, it's just more of a, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for exactly. You know, but it's, but it's much more subtle line. And if it was two men, that would have been very. That would have been like, yep, Trek at least tackled Gain is a little little harder there than than at least the more subtle touch of I think the episode that we know. <laughs> I I'm not sure I want to see. I mean, I didn't want to see it originally, but I don't want to see. Guy Beverly Crusher getting turned on by his grandpa's journal. <laughs> um, okay, just quickly because we're <laughs> um, the episode True Q is another one where I think that um, we never really got. You'll have to remind. Yeah, so True Q is it. the one with the girl Q Amanda, um, who Q comes Rob and figures dances. out, hey, she's actually a Q. And, yeah, and because she's a girl Q, when she magics herself stuff, she magics herself puppies, and then she magics herself into a Jane Austen romance with Riker. Um, oh, yeah. So not that would have been good. And if that required well, well, it being a boy Q, but like... Well, to be fair, boy Q made Seven naked and <laughs> exactly. Turned so that's into a yeah, and like and same with Charlie X also like his as a superpowered boy. Um, the fantasies we've seen of like superpowered teenagers have always been super gender stereotyped. So I would have liked it to be a boy or a girl that just didn't fall into super obvious gender. Like my thing, if I had to magic myself something, I would not be puppies. I mean, maybe I would also have puppies, but I'd be like, let's go. Um, well, I mean, they were already in space, so me saying I'd go to space, but, like, let's meet some really cool figures from history, or things like that. I don't know. Basically, like, not... Like Lincoln floating in space? Sure, sure, like that. And or a Ford truck. getting she's, stabbed in the back. She's, she's Canadian, Philip. <laughs> oh, oh, she's, like, um, oh, God. Like Lester uh, Peterson. 
floating in Boy, space. who wouldn't want to meet <laughs> Trust that me. person? You could say any name right now, and we would buy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jean Chrétien. Oh, yeah, that that guy. I, yeah, he's famous. Worth, for... Worthington T. Moose. Yes, of course. Yes, Canadian <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm a Canadian, yes. so I just magic myself no snow. <laughs> You know, I, I have to be totally honest. Um, I'd magic all you guys, public health care, that's it. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. I got to tell you, I would, it doesn't matter. My, if I were to meet Lincoln in space, there would be puppies there. Like, no doubt about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, the puppies are fine, but really the Jane Austen romance with Riker, I question. All right. Uh, you know, I just, I actually thought this was, was important to talk about because we get a certain perspective in Star Trek in general and in TNG specifically. Um, <laughs> a matter of perspective. It's a, it is. It's a matter of, it, you know, and a lot of times we don't really think about what, what perspective we're getting. And obviously there, there are some elements that would change a lot and some elements that wouldn't change so much, but it would, we get what we get from, from the writers that we get it and it's, and the actors that portray them. And it's, it's interesting to think about, how things might be different, even with one character swapped or all of them. And, you know, that's what I loved so much about the idea about it. And I think it's just an interesting thought experiment. I thought that we would have fun and I think we did. And, uh, but you know what? Gender swapping is not the only thing we're talking about on Trek FM this week. So here's a listen to what else you may have missed on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. A. Mugatu, B. Gorn, C. Tribble, or D. Horda. Isn't Mugatu from like Zoolander? <laughs> uh, here's the thing, right? Okay. That is, uh... Earl Grey. Oh, by the way, six hours in. If you press shift, you'll run throughout the whole game. Press shift when your characters are moving and they'll actually move at a reasonable Reasonable. Pace. The orb. If he had like a game card, his power, you know, like would be higher yeah. than any other captain for the, their persuasion power. You'll be like, damn, I was winning. And then he went and played a Cisco card on me. The ready room. Here's one more thing I want to throw out here for you guys. Recasting this episode, because I know you guys like to do this on To the Journey with things, with mm -hmm. series and such. I think that Ma'ab should be played by Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> to the journey! There is that moment where badass Janeway plunges down with a phaser rifle in hand and takes command yes. of the situation. And so there is that redeeming moment. That is an awesome moment, but it always pissed me off because I'm like, why would you send the captain down first? Yeah. <laughs> right? Commentary, Trek stars. Lost World's a terrible movie. I haven't seen Jurassic World, though. Mm. The 602 Club. We wake up in the middle of the night and I pop back in episode five and I watch it again. Like, there's something about this movie that from even then, you know, I'd seen them all. It's all clean slate. This one was already my favorite. Literary Treks. It definitely starts in a very dark place and it doesn't get much brighter at all uh you know until we until we get to the end and and you know there's some hope there but yeah definitely it's it's a dark book women at warp 
And then Tom's basically like, well, after we like infiltrate the fortress, we'll free Chaotica's harem. And no, like we've- It's gonna turn out they're already being uh, freed by Furiosa and it's gonna turn into uh, a whole nother holodeck program. Meta Trex. I want Lieutenant Commander Einstein sitting <laughs> at my conference table <laughs> it, in it, my w- briefing. Would that be a, would that I want be a blue him- shirt? He would totally be a blue okay, shirt. Just making sure. And you know, even though the bushy mustache is technically not Starfleet regulation, I'd let him keep it. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trek.fm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trekfm today. All right, Captain Philippa, uh, if people want to get a hold of you uh, on, you know, outside of Earl Grey, how, do they, how would they do that? Well, they can contact me on Twitter, um, and I'm at NC Public Servant. That's NC for North Carolina. I'm not going to tell you what I was thinking. Not like NC-17701? <laughs> You've literally never made the NCC joke. Because the NCC is for North Carolina. Oh, no. If you've been paying um, attention the last 100 episodes, Daniel. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what the one stands All right, okay, for. Okay. Uh, and Commander Darren, how would people get a hold of you if they wanted to talk about, uh, you know, you know, all things? Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter under username Doctor Sci-Fi. That's D R S C I F I. You know, you know, Jera, I have a feeling you have a lot to say about this subject. Is there like any way people could find you on the internet where you might? Possibly nope. talk more about these oh, wait, kinds of subjects. Oh wait, we're back in the real world now. <laughs> um, yes, there absolutely is. So uh, you can uh, find me over um, on uh, the Women at Warp Facebook page or at Women at Warp on Twitter. Or if you want to contact me directly, um, you can find my Tumblr at trekkiefeminist.tumblr.com or at Jarrah Penguin on Twitter. 
And if people want to talk to me about this subject, uh, they can find me on Twitter as well. My name there is one up Dan. That is the number one, like the amount of really important female characters on the original <laughs> series, unfortunately. Uh, anyways, guys, it's been great talking about TNG. Um, but uh, I think maybe we should uh, maybe set course for that alternate universe, you know, where we all get to learn a new perspective on things. Engage. Third star to the right. Right on till evening. Make it so. Live long and prosper. Fire. Fire.